We're going to begin a new series uh, starting this evening for our Wednesday evenings, uh, and it's entitled The Grind. The Grind. And yes, it is about work. That four-letter word that, you know, nobody wants to hear anymore, you know, during COVID, we all want to work from home. <laughs> I want to work when I'm good and ready. God wants us to work, amen? Amen? Yes. How many workers do we have here tonight? Thank you, Jesus. In the book of Colossians, chapter 3, verse 23, we will find our series verse, Colossians 3, 23. Paul writes this, and he says, Whatever you do, work heartily. He says, you are serving the Lord Christ. You are serving Jesus. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, do you know who you're serving? I titled this message this evening, Building a Healthy Home. How many of you want to have a healthy home? Thank you, Jesus. Amen. This is so, this is so key, and this is why we begin with this. We're going to get into why very shortly here. The book of Hebrews, chapter 3 and verse 4, is going to be our verse for this evening. Hebrews, chapter 3 and verse 4. The Bible says, For every house is built by someone, but the builder of all things is God. Let's bow our heads this evening. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for this beautiful day that you have made, Lord. Lord, I pray, Lord God, that you are strengthening tonight, Lord. You are strengthening in our lives, Lord, for when we are weak, we are strong, Lord, because in you, we find our strength. And Father, if any came here tonight weary, heavy laden, Lord, I pray for rest tonight, Lord. Lord, help us, Father God, to receive your word to not only be hearers, but doers of your word. And in that, we will see the blessings. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. The church says, amen, amen and amen. For every house is built by someone, but the builder of all things is God. So you and I need to remember that. Hold that near and dear to our hearts. The saying goes that Rome wasn't built in a day. Well, the same thing applies to a healthy home. A healthy home isn't, isn't built overnight. I mean, no, it takes time. It takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of work. And the purpose of this topic this evening of building a healthy home is the vital piece in being successful in every other aspect of your life. This is where it all starts. This is where God wants us to have, to have a strong foundation when it comes to our home. See, this is going to affect the effectiveness of our ministry work, your performance at your workplace, maybe you seeking higher education, a healthy home is going to affect everything else in your life. See, if your home is not healthy, 
you will see the effects in everything else. Even something as simple as keeping your house physically clean, it does something to your mind, doesn't it? If your house is dirty, your mind is cluttered, it seems like. But when that house is clean, your mind is also clean. You see, it does something to us. Why? Because it is important. It is important that we have order at home. How many believe that's true? Thank you, Jesus. In today's days that we live in, we see so much frustration. We see so many things that, that, that may not have order. And there's something that, that I think of. I, I work in the natural gas industry, and one of the things, one of the situations that we try our very best uh, to never, ever encounter is an explosion. But with that being said, at work, we made, we made what is called a combustion chamber. And we use this for training purposes. Basically, it's this, it's this four-foot uh, round uh, cylinder that we, that we made, and what we do is we pump gas into that cylinder, and it has an igniter on the outside. We pump gas into it, and then we hit the igniter, and then boom, the thing goes off. And it scares everyone, you know, within, within about a good 20 feet of that cylinder, because they don't know what's going to happen. But we use it for training. And we use it because with gas, you see, gas has to have the right mixture of gas and oxygen in order to explode. That's why, that's why in, that contain, in that contained device, you will have an explosion. But if we were to take the lid off of that container and fill it up with gas, it will not explode because gas is lighter than air, so it's just going to rise out of, the, out of the cylinder. Now this is a very important piece in, in getting that to, to, to explode in that container is the containment. Believe it or not, if that container has too much gas in it, it will not explode. I guarantee it. I've seen it done. But I think of this day and age that we live in right now, and I think of how many, of how many things are exploding around us. How many, how many individuals have maybe feel like they're exploding? I can't handle this. What is going on? Why do I feel this way? We see a lot of these things in homes where we see the, where we see the frustration because of times that we live in today. And we wonder why there's, there's that, that, that we, can't, we can't find peace. You see, because we live in a day and age right now where we've been contained. There's been containment. You can't go here. You can't go there. You can't congregate there. You can't have church. There's been a containment. What does that mean? To contain something means to, means to have control over it, doesn't it? 
If you contain something, you're controlling that, that thing or substance in that particular area. Many of us, without even knowing, are being contained and we're seeing the effects of it. See, but I believe God wants us. I believe God is bringing healing in our lives. He's bringing healing. Because all these things that, that have been caused by containment, all of these explosions that we may see all around us, because of different circumstances, we see ourselves acting so differently and then all of a sudden, boom, it goes off. The containment. See, God is bringing healing, I believe, into our lives. He's bringing healing into our homes. He's bringing peace into the body of Christ in their homes. I believe it. I believe he's bringing peace. That's the healing that has taken place in our lives. All these, all these months and maybe years of feeling like we've been contained, God is, God, is bringing, God is breaking us out, amen? He's breaking us out so that we can experience healing within our life. You see, what is the importance of having a healthy home? Paul writes this in 1 Timothy 3, verse 5. And he says, if a man cannot manage his own household, how can he take care of God's church now, what I don't want to do tonight, and I know God's word, that God does not want his word to do tonight is to, is to discourage. It is not to discourage. Because some may say, well, how can I serve in God's house if I don't have my home in order? You see, what I believe God is doing tonight, he's seeking to bring healing to all of our homes. All of our homes tonight. Because I can tell you right now, I'm sure that we see the effects in each home of what is taking place around us. You see, Paul is talking to the leaders here in the church. But as I said, I believe God wants to see that in all our lives. That we're going to see success in all our works. If we build these healthy homes. See, home is where you feel comfortable to let down, isn't it? It's not like, it's not like being at church where everyone, where everyone you know, it, it's, not a, it's not a fake us, but we tend to put a little more effort into our smiles, don't we? We, we, we tend to, to think a little bit more about the words that we speak here at church. You see, but God wants, to, God wants us to do this even in our home. To not, to not just let down and spew out. Even at home, God seeks for us to be careful with the words that we speak. Choose your words wisely. Why? Because we're seeking to build healthy homes. And this is how we are going to do it. By watching the things that we say. By, by being intentional on, on not saying certain things. Not flying off the handle. Just because you think 
No one is watching. No, God is always watching. But God is helping us, amen? He's helping us. Tonight, I want to focus on a couple of points that I believe will help us in building these healthy homes. Number one is planning and development. Planning and development. There's a reason why these two go hand in hand. You see, in order for us to develop a healthy home, we first must plan. There has to be planning involved. Solomon writes this in Proverbs 21, verse 5. And he says, good planning and hard work lead to prosperity. I'm sure most of us work that nine-to-five job. And after that nine-to-five, or maybe I'm off a couple hours, I don't know, but it's all the same. When you get home and you're tired, you're hungry, you might get a bite to eat, and then you just, you just lay down. And before you know it, you open your eyes, and it's tomorrow morning. You didn't realize that you slept the whole night through because you were exhausted. Does that sound like anyone here tonight? You get home and you're exhausted. And then to think, think about this. God wants us to build healthy homes. So when we come home from our nine to five, how are we expected to build healthy homes? If you come home tired, well, I'll tell you right now, it's going to require planning. Because it's not going to happen accidentally. You see, healthy homes just don't take place with no effort being put into it. I believe God can and wants to help us to use those hours of the day to be as effective as we possibly can. We must be intentional, as I mentioned before, with the, with the time that God has given each and every one of us. See, if you don't plan, you will fail. It's inevitable. With everything in our lives, here in church, if we don't plan, then things, then things go awry. You know, we, we have individuals who, 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 who really don't know what's going on. That's why there's planning that takes place in the things that we have here at church. It's so crucial for us to see success. Solomon's words again in Proverbs 21.5, good planning and hard work lead to prosperity. He says, but hasty shortcuts lead to poverty. If you and I are going to see any type of improving in our homes. It's going to take planning. It's going to take you and I putting effort into making these changes in our lives. See, healthy families are what make companies thrive. Your home will show in your work performance. 
You know, you see those individuals who, who just really don't have their, 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 their thinking cap on, it seems like. And their, their, their mind is elsewhere. Why? Well, probably because there's some situations taking place at home that their mind is set on. And they can't concentrate on what they're doing right now. And sometimes, sometimes that could be detrimental safety-wise. And it is so crucial for us to work our best, to give our best, to work as unto the Lord when it comes to our homes. See, the world should see a difference in our lives as children of God, in the way we operate, in the way we speak, in our actions, in our reactions. Why? Because I believe God has given us peace in our homes. You know, I hear, I hear individuals at work say, man, I love being at work because I get away from home. I'm like, what? what? Is, you're telling me that your home life is that bad that you want to be here instead? <laughs> I don't get it. I don't understand it. I thank God that at home I have peace. I thank God that I seek to be at home with my family. I thank God for that. That's amazing. It's amazing to want to be with your family. It's a blessing. I thank God that I'm not trying to get away from them by going to my nine to five. See, even if you live by yourself, you still need peace in your home. Isaiah 32, 18 says, My people will live in peaceful dwelling places. in secure homes, in undisturbed places of rest. How many of you want that for your life? You want to you wanna live in a peaceful dwelling place. Oh, that sounds good. That sounds good. In secure homes, in undisturbed places of rest. For us, that's when the kids aren't in there. <laughs> and as I mentioned, even if you find yourself by yourself, and we know as, as, as the body of Christ that we are never alone. God is with us. If you are single here tonight, amen, you are, you, are married to, you are married to Jesus, amen? You are married to Christ. But how many know that there's, you know, there's, there's times in, in your life, I'm sure, where you could have even arguments with yourself? Can't you? Your neighbors are probably like, wait, I thought there was just one person living there. What's going on here? Who's arguing? 
But these things take place. Why? Because even in those, even in those situations, we still need peace. We still, we still battle trying to have peace in our home. But do you know what matters in this when it comes to striving for that peace? Maybe, maybe you think, man, I, I don't have that peace and I don't know how I'm going to get it. I don't know how it's going to happen. See, what it takes is a heart to learn. That's what it takes. It takes a heart to learn. It takes someone who is open. Someone, who's, someone who says, God, Lord, do the work in me. Do the work in me first. Help me to be that peacemaker. Help me not to, not to go back and forth in arguments. Lord, help me to, to just keep my mouth closed in those, in those situations, in, in those instances. Lord, help me to bite my tongue. Help me to be a peacemaker. See, many times it just takes one person. Don't give up on your marriage. Don't do it. Don't give up on finding a spouse. Don't give up on your children. Don't give up on your grandchildren. Keep working on it. Keep working on it. You work as unto the Lord Himself. Singles, you strive to, to keep peace and purity in your home. Strive for that. You work as unto the Lord to keep those things in your home. You need it. You need that peace. You need that purity. I believe God is going to help you do that. And He is helping you. He's helping you in mighty ways. And I believe God is using you in mighty ways as well. See, building a healthy home requires planning. We must plan in order to develop. As I mentioned, in the busyness of life, trying to build a healthy home can be on the back burner. Well, when I, when I get some time, well, when I, you know, when I have the energy, I'm just not feeling it right now. No, you need to put forth a little more. You need to work a little harder. Why? Because it's worth it. It's worth it. Secondly here, we need to build together. Psalm 127, verse 1 says, unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't want to be the person that just keeps spinning his wheels. I don't want to be the individual that keeps trying something, but is always getting the same results. Because I'm trying to do it on my own. 
God says, reach out to me. Let, me. let me help you in this. Let me help you make some progress. You don't have to do this alone. You have a helper. You have a savior. Let me lighten your load. Ephesians 4 and verse 3. It says, make every effort to keep yourselves united in the Spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. You see, we need to understand, we need to understand that we are not working alone, that God is helping us. Whether it's on your marriage, God is helping you. Whether it's with your children, God is helping you. Whether it's with your grandchildren, or maybe, or maybe you, you, you stepped up and, and you're being a father or mother uh, to a child who has no parents, God is helping you. He's helping you every step of the way. Maybe, like I said, you are single here in this place. God is helping you. He is working together with us. I believe God is there saying, just keep moving forward. Just keep moving forward. You can do this. You got this. You're going to see progress. Don't give up. Stop trying to get the last word. Mm. Let God have his way. Because God does a way better job than you and I could ever do. He does a better job. You don't, you don't have to lash out. You don't have to get back at someone or get even. Amen? God is fighting your battles. He's fighting your battles. And if we truly believe that, then we could have the strength, amen, to just allow him. Oh, God, I'm, oh, you know I have a good one, God. You know I have a good comeback right now. But I'm just going to hold it. I'm just going to hold it back. I don't want to do this. I mean, I want to do this, but I'm going to use wisdom. God blesses that. And God says, good job, son. Good job, daughter. That was, that was awesome. I'm so glad to see you changing. I'm so glad to see that you're finally realizing uh, how much I care for you and how much I am protecting you. No one is going to mess with you because you're mine. Jesus speaks in Matthew 12, verse 25. And he says, every household divided against itself will not stand. And this is why the enemy tries so hard to divide mom and dad. The enemy seeks to hit the home. Why? Because that's where stability is birthed. That's where it's made. All the stability that, that you may see in your life, it stems from your home. If your home is unstable, then the rest of your life is going to show it as well. In every, every area that you work, 
And so the enemy seeks to remove stability. He seeks to remove stability from who? From the future generations. He wants those children to be unstable. He wants those children to be confused. We see it in this day and age, church. What do we see? We see confused children. Why? Because sadly, parents haven't taken their rightful place. Why? Because parents have taken a step back and allowed kids to do whatever they want. Church, this is the world we live in. You might not think anything of it right now, but this is, this is detrimental to the health of society. This is detrimental to procreation. Where are the fathers? You see so many fatherless homes. So many, so many moms raising their, their kids on their own. Thank God for them. Thank God for them single moms. And those single dads. If you're a single mom, a single dad, you have a, you have a big responsibility. But God is helping you. God is helping you. I know he is and we're praying for you. But the enemy seeks to bring the instability in those children. And as the generations go, it just gets more unstable and more unstable. See, he knows what he's doing. But how many know the enemy is a liar? He's a liar. He's not going to win. Do you believe that? He is not going to win. You see, my Bible says that we have the victory in Christ. But he will try to lie and say, no, this is the way things are going to be. And you say, no, devil, get out. Get out. Get out, you liar. In the name of Jesus, I command you to flee. Get out of my house. You do not have control over my house. You, you are not going to take the peace that I have right now. You are not going to take the, the future generations. You are not going to have them. In Jesus' name. Why? Because I'm going to fight. I'm going to work. This is what it takes, church. It takes work. It doesn't happen accidentally. Things are not going to change until we take a stand. Things are not going to change until the church starts to unite together. Until we start to work as a body, as a real body. Not trying to fight for who's taking the lead, but to serve. To say, what, what needs to be done? Let's do it. Let's do it. That's what it's all about.
It's about seeing souls saved. That's what it's all about, church. That's what it's always been about. That's why you're here tonight. Because someone, someone understood that the important thing is seeing souls saved and seeing your life transformed. And that's why you find yourself here tonight. Someone said, I'm going to invest in that person. Why? Because they're worth it. Children who love God doesn't happen accidentally. When you, see, when you see our teenagers worshiping God, that doesn't happen accidentally. That took parents, uh, pastors, leaders, giving of their time to make sure that those kids know who God is. And they know what worship means, that it's not just a performance, just because someone has talent. True worship is in the heart. Fathers, man, you bring so much stability in a home. I'm just wondering if you guys know that. As a father, you bring stability in a home. I know it to be true. Your children, children look for approval from their fathers. They do. I watch my kids, and I can see how they act differently around me than they do with mom. They always say they love mom more, which is fine with me. They should. You know, she does so much for them. Thank God for my wife. She's amazing. But there's a difference in my children, the way they act with me. I see that, I see that my words really have impact over their life. And believe me, there's things, there's things that I've said that, that, you know, I wish that I could take back because I was angry. There's things that I'm sure you wish you could take back that you said in just emotions. It happens to all of us. But let tonight be a night where we begin to understand where that light bulb goes on and says, you know what? I got to use my words more carefully. I got I to gotta, I gotta speak, I gotta speak a, a, a courage and boldness into these kids' lives. I got to speak knowledge into their lives. I'm not going to tear them down, but I'm going to build them up. I'm not going to point out their faults, but I'm going to point out all the great qualities within their life. Because how many know it's easy to point out negative things in other people? You can do that all day. We can sit here and point out every little fault in everyone's lives. And what is that going to do? Absolutely nothing but destruction. But when you look in someone and you say, you know what, man, ooh, 
man, God has given you the gift of, and then so on and so forth. Man, I see God using you in such a great way. You have what it takes. God loves you. You are here for a reason. You have great purpose. Your future in the Lord. Oh my goodness. When you start speaking those things into their lives, church, we will see change. We will see, we will see that confidence. We will see that boldness. We will see our youngsters, amen, uh, uh, serving God even more, uh, uh, even more fervent. Having a passion for him. Someone said this quote, they said, whoever controls the family controls the future. As our worship team comes forward tonight, whoever controls the family controls the future. Now, hopefully that encourages you tonight. Hopefully that gets you thinking. of how in so many ways God can use you to affect future generations. The future of this fellowship. How God is going to use your life to impact, to make impact even, even if you're not even here. If you went on to be with the Lord that you're still making impact because you invested in lives. You invested in lives. You understood what mattered. As a Christ follower, as a child of God, you understood what hard work is, what it means to work as unto the Lord. And how God is seeking to help us to build these healthy homes. Why? Because it's the basis for everything. It's the basis. It's our foundation. As you begin to give time as you begin to be more intentional on the things that you do, you're gonna see, you're gonna see that strengthening. You're gonna see that unity. Now I know we have busy lives. I know this. I know there's times when you just feel like, man, I just, I just don't have the time. Well then, set aside time. Plan. Plan. Put in your calendar. Spend time with my family. Husband, spend time with, my, with, with, with your wife. 
Wives, spend time with your husband. Parents, spend time with your children. Be intentional. Plan it out. It's not going to happen by accident. And before we go any further this month, this has to take place first. It's got to take place here first. In your home. In your life. God wants you to be healthy. So that everything else you will see success as well. Amen. Let's give God praise this evening. Let's thank him. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, for you are building tonight. Lord, you're doing, you are doing a great work in our lives. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For generations to come, Lord, you are, you are doing a great work, Lord. We claim it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. As every head is bowed, every eye closed.